1: There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander.
2: Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge.
1: <laughs> From the Chris Wesley podcast studio, it's around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. We're not going anywhere. No. Nowhere. But we are going somewhere. London. Yeah, we are. Greg Rosenthal. Mark Sessler. It is. I hope. The long promised around the NFC in 48 minutes show. How exciting is that for all the fans of the National Football Conference?
4: I mean. There are people out that they're just like diehard NFC fans. Like you put one of those interconference matchups no, watch on that. there, they're like, "Oh, Poo. Titans? No." no.
1: Mark, this is really your time to talk like on the oh. show. Welcome to the podcast. Mark. Hello,
5: how are you? Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about Hawaii. Yeah. I would not. I don't think the three of us would go together. We would
1: go. We would pick.
4: Other we would take to different islands.
1: I take Hawaii. I, think, would be we my did, draft I think we could share an island. I mean, we're no. sharing a
4: city. Different humans would would
1: be. Um, this is funny moment. We did a, a live hit with Mike Yam. I call him the Yammer on NFL Network, and I was pumping up the Jets as I'm known to do this time of year. <laughs> and uh, Greg wanted to really zing the old Zeuser at the end, and he said, "Hey man, you're such a Jets homer. Look, you're even wearing a green shirt." I'm wearing a gray NFL Network polo. Colorblind guy blew it on live TV. <laughs> you know what? No, uh,
5: well, no, no. It was it was such an, a bizarre comment because you're just an adult who got a color wrong uh, to a striking degree where Mike Yam said nothing, I said nothing, Dan said nothing until after, well, you know.
4: green, gray... I'd throw like the blue grays in there. It definitely Uh, in my biggest weak spot area. So it it hit me where it hurts. Um, But I think it's important. Um, I've talked on this show many times about the underrepresentation of uh, the struggles of colorblind, uh, the community out there. And uh, this was just another example. So I think there's a little kid out there, 10 years old, maybe doesn't even know there's something wrong with him. And he's like, yeah, that is green. Or he's like finally, like someone someone in a, a real position of um, success that's overcome his obstacle of, of color. A real blindness. position
1: of success. Yeah. I like I like that. Isn't it? It is cool, though, uh, Mark, because uh, we've gotten to know Greg quite well over the past 10 years, uh, that there's one thing in the world that Greg cannot have any takes on. He can't have any strong opinions. He can't talk color, he just can't do it. Yeah, he's but even, out.
5: Even, even in this hit. He did have a strong opinion about it and used oh, it. Wrong he weaponized one. it. Right. it I, you know.
4: I, had, I had prefaced that with many different Jets uh, <laughs> comments that Dan's a homer. Oh, like sure shock, shocker! He picked the Jets Greg, as a surprise. Greg, I say this, I say this seriously to you. Yes.
5: You have a, you have a, a slight disability, yes. and it is not right for Dan or Mark. To uh, poke fun at you about that, it is, it is your body, and your body is functioning in your own way. Thank
1: you. It's Mark. a failure of your body. See, that's I mature. That's mature funny. friendship. I think it's funny that you can't see colors. That's mature. I that's can, the I wrong can approach. See, it.
4: <laughs> see, it's not true. I can see them. They're just uh, the shades are You're all like off. Like a big golden retriever wrong. looking
1: at a world that's all black and white. I see it's them hilarious. all. Hilarious. It's
5: not 1993, Dan. Times <laughs> have changed. Now you must respect uh, people's I'll be ups careful. and downs.
1: I'm going to rein it in. All right, we got a big show. Let's check in with Gravedigger, by the way. We got terrible news. Right. You know, we we have our issues with uh, with Titans fans, and they they come at me. I know they've come at you guys at different times. Gravedigger just learned that Harold Landry tore his ACL, and I could tell you're in a bad place. I've been there, bro. I've been there. I get. I know where you're coming from. And I just want to say it's going to be a tough day at the office, but we got your back.
6: Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. You know, it's just uh, a crucial piece of the defense, that that guy that can do everything. But, hey, <laughs> next man up, life goes
1: on, right? You're dying.
6: I, I mean, he,
4: he was one of the highest paid um, yep. edge players He's in the league. That's, that's how much they believe in him. It is a position with a lot of questions right now.
6: Yeah, big time. Isn't but the,
5: the Chuckle Monsters, that was their name, right? Tickle Tickle monsters, they must forge on. They must. Because that's what a a tickle monster and its fellow tickle monsters would do, would choose to do. Isn't that that
1: the great thing and the worst thing about being a true sports fan? You don't know Harold Landry. It doesn't really change your life one way or the other um, about the Titans this season, how they do, and yet it just crushes us when something like that happens. Yeah.
4: Well, you can feel empathy as a human, I think, even if you don't know them personally. Upside.
6: Right. Titans. (laughs)
1: Yes, I f- they agree need
6: with some that. help at wide receiver. sign Josh Gordon. They did sign Josh Gordon to the practice squad. They only have four receivers on the active roster. He right also
1: now, so. was a
5: model citizen in Kansas City. And by the way, what he ever only did wrong in Cleveland, essentially the entire country is allowed to do at this point. So maybe he can help. The wide I will receiver. not.
1: I will not push back on that at all. I think Gordon uh, deserved to play more than he did during that prime portion of his career. But I can't have any more Josh Gordon conversations. When's the last time he made like a,
6: a play? He caught a pass for Kansas City... In the last two years, I think. I mean, yeah. This is a good spot for him. He had his chances. Sure. But,
5: yes, I, I think. So was the
6: last
4: place. In the last I, place before that. I have that. more faith still in the Titans' defense and their defensive front. I think that's the strength of their team than I do with their wide receiver core uh, with or without Josh Gordon. So Yeah. And I, um, think, I don't think it's going to make a big difference. Are there any
6: uh, edge rushers from your top 100 still out there that the Titans could look kick the tires working on?
4: through it. Uh, time, I'm going to yeah. go look. It, you know what? They just signed Trey Flowers in Miami, which I thought was a really nice move. He could still play the guitar, as Dan would say, last year. A lot of injuries, but I thought that was a nice move. But they did that last week, so I don't I heard know that, if anyone's um, left.
1: I heard that uh, Mark Gastineau is a staying in shape, um, former pass rusher of the Jets. He's 65, but...
4: You know, my list only has five <laughs> players left. It does not include any edge rushers. Odell Beckham, number 11 on the list, still out there. Uh, Will Fuller, of course... Eric Fisher is not with a team yet. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, and Sue. Kevin King, the cornerback from the Packers, never got signed, and Danta Hightower without a job.
1: Got to make a trade. Yep. Make a move. All right, let's now pivot. It's time.
4: Someone give Sue a contract. I know he was looking for 8 or $9 million, but he was still playing pretty well in the playoffs last year.
1: Mm, yeah, he seems like cause he's friends with uh, – who's he friends with? Who was it? Probably multiple people. I don't know. There's a, a a notable billionaire that he's like tight with. He he was a Warren Buffett Warren guy. Warren Buffett yeah. guy. I was gonna say Lee Iacocca for <laughs> some <laughs> amazing Lee Warren Iacocca. Buffett. I get a feeling that Sue's like I'm not playing unless I get paid above market value. That that is what he's it, a what money it guy. sounds like. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. Around the AFC Monday, now around the NFC begins now with yes. The NFC South. Panthers, Greg Roosevelt.
4: Okay, Carolina Panthers are a team that I think comes down to their offensive line. Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold played behind what I would say was a bottom three offensive line in aggregate the last two years. It is almost all new right now. But the coaching staff is still there. They're thin at the skill position. Like their defense will see do we trust Matt Rule to coach up a better offensive line? Were the moves enough? Ikonwu really struggled in the preseason, was a little bit of a red flag mm. game against the Patriots. He's their high pick. They have another pick, Christensen, who's now moving to left guard. They have a journeyman, Pat Elfline, at center. That looks like a problem. Like And another journeyman at right guard. If that offensive line is bad, then any optimism, I believe, about the Panthers... Goes by the wayside.
5: Well, and Baker Mayfield in Cleveland was fortunate enough for for mo- for most of that time to play behind a top two or three line in the NFL. There were moments, though, when injuries mounted. I can think of that 2019 season where he was when the heat was on. I mean, he struggled mightily. Where the fact it changed everything you thought about Baker Mayfield under the pressure. Ball. That's his yep.
4: his number one thing is he holds the ball to make a play, and that works for Russell Wilson and it worked for Baker Mayfield
1: at various points. Yep. And you know Baker obviously is also not a, a large man. He's not a big quarterback, so you know, he's a lot of vision issues sometimes when he, that the pass rush is collapsing in on him. So they, yeah, they that is with so many teams, offensive line obviously is a big question mark. But they really they're due to have some some proficiency, and obviously you have Christian McCaffrey is back as well. There is there is like a a squint where you could see this offense doing some things.
4: I, yeah, I agree. I think Matt Rule, and it's partly based on the Teddy year where they moved the ball very well and just couldn't finish. Drive. The, his offense makes sense to me. Now, they're very thin. They have more Robbie Anderson, McCaffrey. Oh, that's pretty good. And they, they, most teams have m- more exciting players you could get, a, you, know, T- you know. DJ Moore. for what? DJ, I like DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Uh, right, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, McCaffrey. But that's three guys. You need more guys. They traded for LaVisca Chenault this week. That kind of shows they're a little desperate. They like your boy Hollywood Higgins. Maybe he helps out. But, like, that's it. If they have one injury there, then it gets grizzly. I, I do
5: think they have a, a string of nice parts on defense, too. And I mean yes. defense last year really was a difference maker for a stretch, and everything just sort of crumbled. I mean, crumbled around bad quarterback play. I do think that Baker Mayfield is an upgrade. I I, I, I uh, if you if he is protected and these weapons around and work baker Mayfield i think has been devalued at f- because of what happened this offseason people are forgetting some of the higher moments he can Absolutely. he can do this
4: i do want to mention jc horn their top pick a year ago looked fantastic for 3 games got hurt and then missed the entire season but he could be Another a really big, big factor piece. for them.
1: Hey, they got Browns and Giants out of the gate. Of course, Browns without Deshaun Watson. After that, Saints, Cards, Niners, Rams, Bucks. So <laughs> they're in a lot of trouble if they don't win at least the Bucks. Mark, I want you to rank these
5: three items in terms of concern level, P scale level, surrounding the Bucks right now. One, item one, Tom Brady's state of mind and all this jazz about the drama behind the scenes and his personal life, et cetera, et cetera and what it might mean to a plugged-in Tom Brady. Item two, the idea that simply assuming Todd Bowles can be Bruce Arians is entirely unproven. Mm. Item three, the loss of center Ryan Jensen and guard Aaron Stinney along the offensive line when we saw what happened to Brady and sort of the offense in general when there were line issues last
1: end of last season. All right, I got the line number one. Um, so important, got an old quarterback. I know he's very good on his feet, but he's not fast. If the line's bad, they're going to struggle. Two was Bowles. Is he Arians? I don't think he needs to be Arians. You have Byron Lefwich in the building. He needs, And he's running the offense that Bruce Arians ran. So you just need Bowles to be competent and get the defense coached up, in my mind. Three, Nebulos, the Tom Brady situation. Don't really know what this, what's going on. There's some reports and gossip out there about his personal life. Um, but I can't get too pumped up up about it right now because I just don't know enough.
5: Are you glad though I didn't it's spend NBA the walls. entire segment on Tom Brady's misadventures or whatever? I would have gone I, whatever road you, you wanted to go. You want to rank it? You want to rank I, that first? No, I would. I would rank. Yes. I would rank offensive line first. I think that's how the offense functions. I think the Tom Brady thing for me is second.
1: You sure you but want
5: up, to flip those? I don't because you know when that press
4: conference shook me when it came to how I thought I saw a loss. It's interesting though because I, I went and watched that press conference. And I didn't have, like, a weird takeaway. My takeaway was just, like, he really seems to be sad that he won't be playing football again a year from now, or at least he's in that mindset. And he was, like, talking about, like, he, it felt like a retirement speech, which was which was a strange frame of mind, to be fair, I, for I'm, August. When the, I what you p- just said there, I agree with, that last part.
1: When I right. saw the press conference, the only thing that crossed my mind is why does he look like he's 28? <laughs> He looks so young, right? I'm like <laughs> item one. I couldn't
4: be less concerned about not about him as a human, but more about his ability throughout the last 20 years to compartmentalize. And if anything, seemingly draw strength from any drama that's going on Think of the and, and be better. The offensive line is to me the concern. I, I am curious on week one, though. Like, how does that defense look? Uh, let's just see
1: I definitely there are do questions no making light of anything in his personal life but just to show that how strong he is you remember the one year I think it was the 28-3 year uh, his mother was very ill and that was hanging over him the entire season and he came out and delivered one of the great playoff runs ever he's just wired differently it's so, sort
5: of like us when the lights go on no matter what happened before a show no matter what happened, just happened before the, the show switch.
1: no
4: matter what happened pros that are bros that's what Dan says <laughs>
1: Mark, sticking with you, Saints. Oh, we should say that Claybon was supposed to be on the show. We teased that. Couldn't make it. Personal issues. Nothing to do do with Giselle. Go ahead, Mark. Right.
4: Hence, I will handle (laughs) the Saints. Daycare uh, coming up small in a big spot for Claybon.
1: Hopefully, they don't listen.
5: I found this interesting. Giselle's
1: daycare? (laughs) She owns the daycare? But it wasn't Giselle specifically. Okay, sorry, Mark. I will take care (laughs) up, children. All right, um...
5: Of 43 writers (laughs) at The Athletic. All 43 picked the Bucks to win the South. I found that interesting because not around these parts were the three of us. Three out of, of four. <laughs> three out of four yesterday. Stupid. Steve Weiss, Greg, and myself picked New Orleans to win the division. I think a lot of that has to do, for me, with a roster that's gnarly on defense, even without Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They're much better at wide receiver this year, but also, for me, it's what they did Ooh, last gnarly year. gnarly t- in a positive way. In a great rare, way. Yeah, yeah, kind of like an 86, okay, like, yeah. well, that's wicked gnarly. Like, wow. uh, that kind of thing. Um, but too. also, for me, I think what they did against the Bucks last year and, and that in the way that conflict between those two teams went down and really what they've been for a long time but are we massively overlooking two items a potential nuclear winter-esque fly in the ointment i'm talking about one you've replaced sean payton with dennis allen tbd on that Two, a full season of Jameis winston remains a question mark so you've got a big question at head coach and at least a question at quarterback
4: those are two big questions and yet i still believe do you i do believe i i do think there's a, a lot of variance oh, you with believe this in team? the saints greg I do believe there's variance that it could go terribly. <laughs> like, if you tell me that they go 6-11 and 11 and it's messy, I feel like that's part of their p- potential outcomes. But I also think 12-5 and five and winning the division is. So I'm not totally in, but the reasons you gave, uh, Mark, actually aren't where I'm concerned. I think Pete Carmichael and the consistency on their offense is going to be just fine, and I think Jameis in that offense is going to be good, and if he's not, I like that they have two pretty solid quarterbacks there with Dalton behind them, So that's not where my area of concern is.
1: Yeah, I think on this podcast, I think something similar is happening with the Texans. We were talking about it uh, the other day, that I hate the Texans. It's more, I don't, and I think they could be improved. It's more when you two guys start gassing each other up for an entire summer about a team I just feel naturally inclined to like. Let's tap the brakes you, a little you, bit. You
4: often play this role. It's sometimes Wes was part of the twosome that liked the team. Whoever it is, you right. like to pump the. you pump the, the brakes, guy.
1: It's more like um, the certainty in which we speak of the Saints on the show. I'm not. I just said they could all blow. I know. Now you're backing off a little bit, but I'm saying in general, the idea there are the things that you brought up, Mark, are very vital pieces mm-hmm. of this okay. conversation. And yes, I call me crazy, and I know in the small sample size that Winston did some things before he got hurt. But I, by the way, he also got hurt, and he's coming back from a torn ACL. A lot of things have to go right for the Saints in key places to be – Beating out Tom Brady for the NFC South. That's why I didn't pick him. I picked the Bucks, but I also have the Saints as a playoff game. Playoff team. So I'm hedging my bet a little bit, hmm. you could say. Oh, I think a they'll be good. Team. That's good. But you guys seem to talk about them like they're a Super Bowl well, contender well, and I'm not there. The one
5: thing I would always say, you know, Sean Payton's gonna win you a couple games a year because he's Sean Payton. I do think that the, to go from that to Dennis Allen, mm. I'm not just talking about the offense, but the overall management of the team. I don't think Chauncey Fair. Gardner is is uh, not is on another team right now if Sean Payton is there. I just don't ooh.
4: I like that. Safety Marcus May arrested. And I'm going to (laughs) make use of my first time out in history of the show. Just because I did want to mention... Marcus May getting arrested, his di- diversity in terms of his skill set, along with Honey Badger, um, you know, they were probably confident in. And now he just gave away Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Oh, he didn't ta- he didn't talk to the coaches for two days. We have to give him away for nothing. Just have to do it. But the reason I took a timeout... <laughs> I don't think they're going to ship Marcus May
1: to Alcatraz, by the way. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's like know, a road rage he, thing. He could potentially get suspended at some point. That's fair. I,
4: I did just want to say the reasons why I would be a little concerned... is. A- Combustible uh, personalities, kind of like you mentioned with Dennis Allen and everything. Uh, It's more that defenses are traditionally inconsistent. They've been so good on defense. And I think if you look at their pass rush, they're counting on Marcus Davenport, who's had a shaky preseason to stay healthy. Peyton Turner, their number one overall draft pick this year. They're using, you know, they're concerned there some of the fans, the B word, like he has not shown up. Cameron Jordan is up there in years. Then you look at their defensive tackle, very thin at, at behind Onyemata. And yes, their secondary is deep, and Allen kind of believes he can coach up anyone, and there's a lot of good players. But Matthew and May are new guys. Like they're replacing two great safeties in Gardner Johnson and Marcus Williams, and that's that's a lot of turnover. So my concern is more that the defense won't be special, that there's at least a chance of that, and then things get Gnarly. I in like, a negative. Way. I like what you said. The I admire what you
5: said, Greg. I do wonder is in the world of the timeout scenario, right. do you take a timeout to continue the same topic we were
4: just discussing? Yeah, I that's... didn't. I wanted to get that point in here.
1: Yeah, I, I think, Greg, is a little, <coughs> little uh, off base there with your timeout. Well, this is maybe
4: why no one's ever
1: been
6: allowed to take timeouts in the history I mean, of the it was show a value now. It was the a value. It's the least fun timeout we've ever had, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. All right,
1: time in. But did the listener get smarter?
4: I, I think hope they so. did. I think I said so. it was a value add.
1: Absolutely. Uh let's hit the Falcons, the final team in the South. Uh my spidey senses are tingling a little bit that Marcus Mariota, who's not getting a lot of talk this uh offseason, is gonna surprise some people this year. And I'm not like a huge Mariota guy, and I'm trying not to put too much into that one uh game he had on Thursday night football with the Raiders, but I kinda Kind of do. That's pretty awesome. And then I texted uh, Weish this morning because I did want to ask Weish because he's connected, obviously, to the Falcons, about what he was seeing and hearing about Mariota, and he had some spicy stuff. First of all, he said he's a Jimmy G caliber human being. He says he's in a different (laughs) headspace now. Uh, I love that that's the 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 measurement. (laughs) Yeah, that's the
4: measurement of humanity. He's in a
1: different headspace than he was when he kind of got gifted the job uh, as a number two overall pick with Tennessee. He's in a good place. He runs the offense well. He moves in the pocket obviously much better than Matt Ryan. He's been great with the kid Ritter in the quarterback room. So Mariota at this point in his career feels like this would be a point with Arthur Smith where you could surprise some people and have a nice year.
5: I think Arthur Smith is gonna got to stay healthy. Yeah, I think too. he's gonna FedEx some weirdness into the into the playbook. I, done. I I really think that the Falcons. Um, first of all, I think Arthur Smith doesn't really get the credit he should for what happened last year. They they won more games than they would have with a different coaching staff with a with zero parts. If Drake London works out, if Cordero Patterson can redo what he did last year and be used that way. Kyle Pitts, I don't hate this offense. And I think you're going to get a lot of Mariota on the ground. I think we're going to see Desmond Ritter at some point too because they love him as well. And so I just hope that the organization has patience because the defense still to me is a mess in a lot of ways. But the offense is going to be creative and fun to watch. They were
4: last year. They were, and yet their offensive line was totally unaddressed. It was kind of crazy. Like, they brought in some competition, Mm. but the the guys that they brought in didn't win them. So Caleb McGarry, who's been a problem, is still the right tackle. Matt Hennessy is in a battle at center. They're starting a journeyman, Elijah Wilkinson. It doesn't look good. I want to use some time, though, just because we never talk to the Falcons. Like, this is the most unknown team in the NFL. Uh, Here are just some players playing for the Falcons this year. Brian Edwards... Uh, looks like he's going to be splitting a starting job with Kaderil Hodge. Uh, a man who is playing professional lacrosse, this is not a, a joke, Jared Bernhardt had never played wide receiver in his life until this summer made the roster as a wide receiver. That's concerning. Um, they Does he know Chris Hogan? <laughs> their edge rushers right now, their starting edge rushers, are Lorenzo Cardner and a rotation of rookie Arnold ebaketti and... Uh, Ogadunajay uh, is his last name. Uh, those are their edge rushers. Kind of a nice-looking uh, secondary on paper with with AJ Terrell, but
1: about as unknown a team as you guys. Yeah, got. that's why I can't pound the table for the Falcons being a playoff team. But Drake London, it's a lot of pressure to put on a, a rookie-wide receiver. If he's good, dart me. If he's good, if he hits the ground running with Pitts taking that next leap, Mariota's got some pieces to work with Patterson there, too. All right, enough. I get it. You're upset about Landry. Stinks. I agree. But we got it. We got to stay professional. Let's take a break. Be right back.
7: Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
3: What's up? I'm John Wall.
8: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18.
3: My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it.
8: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It wasn't even supposed to my That's my day.
0: <laughs> now is the time to accelerate innovation.
1: All right, here we go. The NFC East as we go around the NFC in 48 minutes. Exactly. Mark, the Cowboys.
0: I found another
5: area where this show does not um, agree with The Athletic, which is an excellent site to get all your football knowledge. So is NFL.com, by the way. But um, they have a win total model that has the Cowboys at (laughs) 10.6 victories. That is tied for third highest in the league. Above the Bucks, above a bunch of other, obviously, a bunch Schedule of other teams. related certainly. Yep. Four I games that, against Washington that, and New York. That feels real different to me than the vibe um, on this show, at least coming the way I feel. I am pretty down on the Cowboys. I think the offensive line is a growing mess. Um, they're potentially <laughs> asking a 40-year-old Jason Peters to save the day. We'll see what happens there. You're, le- you're essentially left crossing your fingers. You get the full version of Michael Gallup, although it does sound like his rehab's going well. along along with CeeDee Lamb, but then you're asking Jalen Tolbert to successfully fill the void after that. They're really thin at wide receiver after Amari Cooper was traded away for like a... My Little Pony figurine. It's an mm. absurd trade. Now you got the owner joined about the fact that we're going to get more Ezekiel Elliott than anyone's asking for at this point and less <laughs> Michael Pollard. And I think during a very rocky offseason for Dallas, their arch enemy, the Eagles, have turned into this NFC darling. So you tell me why none of this
1: matters and they'll still win 10.6 games. Weish on the show on Wednesday, when he started getting pumped about the defense and Parsons as a guy that's generational talent, I was like, ooh, we're getting a little sucked into the anti-hype uh, uh, turbines of the Cowboys here this year. like because They're going to score points, I think. Maybe not as many points as they scored in past years.
4: Right, that's the, that's your answer.
1: But See, if, de- if they their have defense have is Prescott really good.
4: And they have Zach Martin, a future Hall of Famer, right. and, they have, and they have a great on-paper defense.
1: If they If their defense is really good, let's say it is, then the Cowboys' offense doesn't have to carry the load. And if they're just proficient or a little better than average, yeah, that is a ticket to like 10 wins. I just wins. don't
5: love teams where that's what we're saying about
4: them 10 I agree, days I agree before with that. opening Sunday. I agree with that. Demarcus Lawrence, though, if he's who we think T-minus he's going to be, minute. Sam Williams, a rookie. They kept all their guys in the secondary, and they're not big names behind Trayvon Diggs, but they are young and have a lot of continuity. Malik Hooker and J. Ron Kurse played well for them. I'm just surprised they didn't do more. They have all this cap space. We talked about the Cooper thing but they haven't filled that offensive line. Like, they didn't make a splashy move there. They didn't make another splashy move at wide receiver. Well, they were hamstrung for
5: a bunch of... Like, that cap issue seemed to be the one team where the cap stuff affected Dallas to make stuff. I guess,
4: but they have a ton of cap space. Now. What am I missing? So, I'm just saying, even now, like, they seem like a team that would make a trade for an offensive line. Maybe they will in the season, or a receiver, or or another.
1: Except that Jerry Jones
5: always seems to see a Super Bowl team, no matter what is happening in reality.
1: (laughs) Are you, are you referring to, like, the trade of Cooper that they didn't take that salary cap space that that created and use it? Is Ultimate. that what they're sitting on, basically? Ultimately, yeah. Maybe and they, they have got these a
5: bigger holes. plan. That's they why just, they had to make they that Cooper move. Like, that's, Maybe they
1: need to keep things like that open for Micah like Parsons extensions. Things like that. I, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Eagles. Greg. Okay.
5: Okay, grave digger smiling back there about all the trigger happy gunshot. I've wins. spoken
4: enough. Why, like, I love the two deep on this roster. How tough they'll be to defend with. I think AJ Brown's gonna have a monster season. I think their running game is gonna be awesome with Hertz. Um, but I am curious what they're gonna look like schematically on both sides of the ball. They went from kind of like typical Nick Sirianni. Um, like the way they looked in Indianapolis, short passing game to so run heavy in the middle of last season. What does that look like this year? And then on defense, they were as conservative and vanilla a defense. Just keep the ball in front of you. Don't do anything else. Force long drives and hope like our offense can win. Kind of slow down the game on defense. Very conservative, almost boring. Now they have all this talent. So I'm just curious how the eagles are going to approach this schematically on both sides of the ball that to me is a, a big question i so, remember yeah. like fletcher cox sort of voicing annoyance with that right. uh,
5: that that tone on defense that is the jonathan gannon way to some degree but now they got some
4: they got some fiery but, players here. With with they got better players in the back end, certainly.
5: You know what I learned about Sirianni? Because a year ago we we're just like this guy does not understand press conferences. We didn't know much about him, but like they, they will adjust. I think they have got the peeps, the people to do it. But like when they made that shift to run heavy, I love teams that do that. It's like whatever we're doing is not working. Let's just change everything. I expect them to be, especially with AJ Brown in this in the fold, a much more balanced team. They didn't. They were able to get rid of Jalen Rager because they've got wideout strength now. They've got good good situation at tight end. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to be asked to do more than just run as much as he did a year ago.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the big questions I have because I understand it's justified that people that are excited about the Eagles this year, because they did make the playoffs and then they got the roster better. And it's another year for the quarterback in the system and his maturity. And he has a lot of upside, but is he somebody that could take advantage of a guy like AJ Brown? Is he have that in him as a pastor to take the next step, because if he does, if Hertz takes that next step, yeah, this is an NFC powerhouse potential. I love, one it. I love the pass rush. Like I love the Jordan Davis.
4: I think would be talked about if he was on some other team a lot more. Like Javon Hargrave is coming off a monster season. I think Kaiser White is a linebacker that position they've struggled that they really love. Maybe rookie Nakobe Dean, like Hassan. Re- I just maybe it's a little too dream teamish. This is the perfect moment for Eagles homers like me. I think it's because Eagles gonna, Homer. I mean, or whatever you want to so say. So confused. I, you know what I mean? It's like it only can get worse. The two, like the depth chart looks so pristine and that perfect. That dream now. team
5: actually just looked good because it was a bum rush of free agent additions. There's like this has the best offensive line in football.
1: Also, we should add good some in the trenches. context there because there are a lot of listeners. We've been doing this long enough that don't even know what we're talking about. Mm. The Vince the Young, Namdi Asamoah. <laughs> Hook'em, baby. It was a when free agency team.
5: happened like, mid-summer after the lockout ended, and it, and it just created this ins- insane like, tornado of signings for the Eagles, but the parts were not actually that special if you looked at them.
1: Nice summation, bro.
5: <laughs> that was dead on. What would you correct from it?
1: Nothing, the G-Men! <laughs> They're a complete mystery to me as we open the season. Uh, Because I look at an offensive line that's probably improved, a toolsy, I'll still give it to him, a toolsy young QB with vastly improved coaching, solid collection of playmakers surrounding that young toolsy QB. And then I think, yeah, this could be one of the most improved offenses in football this season. And by the way, that's relative because they were at the floor last year by the time Joe Judge was running out of town. Then I look at the offense from another angle and think Daniel Jones can't play, Saquon is washed, the receivers are overpaid, unproven, or injury-prone, some all three at once, and a major overhaul is ahead next spring. So if I had to guess, I'd say I'm slightly more confident that they'll surprise some people this year, mm. but this one is a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma sitting on the corner of Conundrum... An ambiguity. Oh. I'll <laughs> we'll dress that way. <laughs> I up love for you. that. Put that one in a little dress. People say Saquon looks great. I put that one in a little dress with a bow on top. Yeah, that of you know and what I... film that's from, I hope. What? Midori-
5: middle uh, Mystery Wrapped Inside a Riddle Inside an Enigma.
1: I don't know. What is it?
5: JFK. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Good take. It's not a take, it is a fact.
4: They're not they're not uh, that big of a mystery. And maybe I'll be wrong. So I, you know, but Football Outsiders for instance has them projected as the worst team oh, in the football NFL. Football Outsiders decides. worst. i am just Offense? saying they <laughs> have them as the worst overall team. So that's I think they have that potential. Here's a quote um, mm. talking about the expectations. The
1: Demon!
4: A quote from their general manager this week Joe Shane about the expectations and he said well, it's the hand that we were dealt. This feels like a transition year. I don't know if we're overrating the preseason, but an offense um, starring, like, three slot guys, two of which are hurt. You know, I like Kadarius Tony, but he's always hurt. Shepard, who's always hurt. And then their rookie, Wando Robinson. And then another guy, Kenny Galladay, who... What was the quote? Oh, so Jordan Renan of ESPN said that Kenny Galladay, in quotes
5: has been running routes this summer with the stiffness of a mannequin which if you're new to football that's not a positive.
1: So that that makes me worried for Daniel Jones that like it's not quite there around him. What if I just what if the, when the Giants are top 10 offense in November I knock on the uh, door of the headquarters of football outsiders? And i just go,
0: I, I think if you just keep screaming that moniker, that's, that that's all it we'll Until take,
4: security whisks me away. I think that would be like Aaron Schatz's house. Uh, to be fair <laughs> to them, I think part of it is that they have him as the worst defense in the league. I think the offense was projected to be slightly that's more mediocre. That's all I'm talking about. Right. Do not read but, into me saying I think the, the Giants are a But if they have the worst defense, team. this is not an offense that maybe makes up for it. And Don Martindale loves to leave his cornerbacks on an island and blitz like crazy. And you look at this team and you're like... Which team? The Giants. No, which team? The Giants! <laughs> you're like, do they have the personnel for
1: that? I don't think so at, at cornerback. All right, the Commanders. We're ready to take command on this for the next three minutes. Uh, sir, some first-round picks get... Less buzz than others, I think Jahan Dotson, selected 16th overall, falls in that category. Uh, we hear good things about him that he's a polished route runner. That and when you're that, you can hit the ground running in the NFL. Then you factor in a healthy Curtis Samuel, right? Uh, who's another playmaker who was laying in the weeds a little bit after a year lost to injury. And then you have the centerpiece here, Terry McLaurin, who I think is like a top 20 receiver, number a true number one. Throwing a little frisky tight end in Logan Thomas, I know he's coming back from injury as well. Uh, and I'll just put it this way: you don't have to love the quarterback in Washington, but his cast of playmakers comes with some legit upside.
7: That's what I'll say. a lot of commanders in Washington D.C. in the Pentagon. Theisman's right. It was partially true last
5: year too. I mean, so you you. For me, I I don't disagree with your point at all. I'm Samuel pro- though was
4: kind of a, Samuel was out of the picture, and you didn't have Dotson. Reality. But
5: I mean, Antonio Gibson was a big part of it. I for me, it's the defense. I, I think that Ron Rivera's calling card is I'm going to come in and dominate teams, and we're going to win games 14 to 10. And the defense last year was the worst third down defense in the league by various metrics. And in the preseason, they were the worst third down defense in the league and gave up the highest conversion rate. No Chase and,
1: Young for at least 4 right, weeks. Right,
5: you're missing guys and you know there is talent on on up front on that defense there's no doubt about it but they just um, the year they made the playoffs go look at the quarterbacks they faced last year when it was more adjusted and normalized and they, won seven they floundered. Games, to be right, sharing. they won 7 games. I just I I I'm struggling to see the direction of this team. And this, a
1: commander should have direction. Absolutely. You've got to take command and have direction to do so. <laughs> I, I think this time last year as we all know,
8: decided to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. You gotta say it with authority, Carson. Right.
1: Let's take one do one more take. That's all you, you
8: needed need to take. Do. Six. That's, That's on the, the social. She That's on the social. social. That was
1: take seven. Take seven. Uh yeah, remember this time last year, they were the buzzy team to as like laying in the weeds because of their defense. We don't minute. hear that this year. No, they
4: it's kind of Ron Rivera's Last stand potentially, like as a head coach, but at least for me, as like a guy who you really trust, can create a defense that's greater than the sum of their parts. And I do think they're they, they still have Montez Sweat even before Chase Young returns. Jonathan Allen, they still have some good veterans. I think in the in the secondary, Kendall Fuller played well for them. They have William Jackson. I I don't think they're talent poor, but he's got to improve their defense. Right away. Is like it a, is it they, a scheme they, thing then? They, I don't know because they went from a great defense in 2020 under him to a terrible defense in 2021. And if Rivera's giving you a bad defense again this year, then kind of what are you getting out of him? That's all.
1: I'm really – I got to say, we're about to hit three minutes. I'm really proud that we went this entire Washington – Segment without just doing windmill dunks on Carson. Well, Weich that's we've us. done that all off
4: season. Yeah. Like, like two-handed <laughs> thunder
1: dunks, three sixty slams. It's like Rockin' Jack with the trampolines. <laughs> 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 time out. Let me show Gregs how it's done. <laughs> Calls time out to talk more about what was it? The Saints. The Saints, the Saints. The Saints. defense. Oh, I God. had
4: points. I wanted to make them. I wrote them and everything.
1: Uh, a huge hit, of course, the Steve Weiss theme songs. Um Really happy with how that turned out. Now, if you remember, uh, we asked listeners also to come up with the new Commander's Fight Song, and I had uh, Graver check in. Oh, I was going to let those sit
6: in the inbox for 18
1: months. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not the plan this time? No. <laughs> no comment. Um, I would like to hear just one. Just pick one. I know there were some that were good, some not so hot. Let's just hear one. And if, you, if people aren't aware, uh, because of the team name change, They they're changing the lyrics. They're keeping the bed music, which is some type of march, marching band type vibe. I think. Uh, Let's hear from a listener. Who is it? Greg Scamato. Hope I'm saying that right. All right. Scamato. Hey Scamato over here.
6: All right. Here we go.
1: Here we are, it's time to start
6: to take command. There's no question we won't answer. Here we are, we always have the upper hand. Without jeopardizing our standards, all our fans are people that you cannot stand. We say we're from DC, but we're from Maryland. Oh, here we are, here we are. We're the Washington Commanders. There are 44 more seconds. Okay, so that's, good. That's, good. Good. that's good. That's good. We get the picture. That sounds like a
4: I hurt Washington fan on some level. There's some see
1: digs in there. None of us are from that uh, area. I didn't know there was a lot of DC Maryland. Well, they do
4: play in Landover. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh,
1: a little regional I, heat. I
4: enjoyed it. I think the Washington football team over the years has. Maybe not taking criticism from the media, especially right. with a lot of grace. So I feel like putting it in their own theme song would be a, a big step for them.
1: Yeah, although they're or, not are not advocating for or this unlikely. song. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't want, I don't need to hear the uh, second verse of the song, but I would have gotten some stuff in about the Pentagon. I would have. Yeah. Uh, you got to get I that in. Enjoy it top. A, I think it had, yeah. it
4: captured the spirit of what we were looking it's for. A, it was a great.
1: Mark, it was it's a five-sided fortress, and uh, you know it's essentially. Um, I think you should be genuflecting of, at the altar of the military a, headquarters. A lot of, of the United people States. respect the
4: Pentagon. I do understand that that's a concept in <laughs> someone, our country. Someone on Twitter got really mad at me. They were like, it's like, I really like Greg and in, in, in the show, but it's like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, Mark has got this covered on the Pentagon. <laughs> it's like, it's like it. when he's trying to get into politics and really believe in the Pentagon, wake up, sheeple. Nailed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed that guy.
1: I think it's time to give the Pentagon the respect it deserves. <laughs> I know like why did I yeah. become the Just pro <laughs> Pentagon? I feel like line. it was more Dan, but either way I I'm, I'm on Dan's side on this one. Five sided fortress is what it is. Oh a, a fortress of purity. It's a, a temple to defense. All right. Time in. Uh let's move to the NFC North. Greg, the Bears.
4: So it's been a lot of negativity, including from me when it comes to the Bears. So I do want to make the case for the Bears, um, offensively especially. Uh, In general, making the case for the Bears. Because I think every team has a chance. I I truly do. And the case here is that it's a different offense. It's Luke Getze who sprinkles some of that Packers system dust. And that what you saw in the third preseason game, which we haven't spoken about, Justin Fields balled out. Showed off his skill set. Phil Wesseling, an Ohio State fan who, mm-hmm. who were very close with Chris. We'll Chris's be hearing brother. from the Wesses
1: le- next week when uh, we make our locks of the week. Oh, that's a good, good call. And we'll be hearing
4: from him if Fields Ball's out. That, like, look, Justin Fields is good enough that he can carry a somewhat competent offense into being watchable and exciting. And you do have two weapons to throw to in Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet that I think are really good NFL players. And you could have a good running game in Montgomery and Herbert. And that if Fields is that dude in this new mm. system where that makes the line look better that he shows enough that you're just like excited because that's all the Bears have ever wanted is a quarterback and he can still if you are truly that guy I think he could rise above um, some of the deficiencies I think a lot
5: of the critique is the fact that you did this in reverse order you get your young quarterback then you have a roster teardown, and which a lot of that was on the other side of the ball but I think you're right because he looked to me much more comfortable this preseason and especially in that third game and Cole Komet and he have, have had really good chemistry and so Cole Komet develops into a real weapon. I don't I think there's just a, a, a lack of depth at, at wide receiver. And you just can't march into an NFL season with one guy and then maybe hoping the other guys project into something I mean, more. But it, it's it it's, they could be in a much better place a year from now too
1: if, roster wise. If Equan Saint Brown can step up, but he didn't with Aaron Rodgers, if Byron Pringle if he gets in the mix he These are just guys, up, but like he didn't with Patrick Mahomes. It just feels like they're missing one some dudes. Right. And I guess I was going to continue to make the case. It would kind of be like
4: Fields shows enough and he's good enough as a second year quarterback uh, to help elevate. And that look, it's a defensive coach who did draft for defense and the defense helps them stay in games. And at least you feel like it's headed in the right direction. That's all that matters. Like, if we leave this season saying, like, Justin Fields is a starting quarterback in the NFL, I think everyone's going to be happy. And, and they
5: have, like, $4 billion worth of cap space next
1: offseason. Right. He he needs a long runway for an evaluation. I just hope that he... We're not talking about next summer. How, when is he going to get a real chance to show whether he can play or not? I worry about right, that. the for line, fields, the line looks
4: terrible, or it, on paper, and so you're just hoping maybe it'll be coaching that makes them better. That happens sometimes, and we don't know this coaching stuff, but it does like happen. The number next.
1: two wide receiver is Equon St. Brown right now. Equ- I mean. Equanimius. Um, Byron Pringle, Jones. but he's
4: been hurt. Uh, yeah, those are their two and their three. Probably Pringle if he's healthy.
1: The Lions. If we are buying into the idea of the Lions making a year-two leap, are we? I thought that would be more of a thing, but I'm not sensing it, really. Um, But if we are, then we are believing that the quarterback is going to have some measure of success. I want to talk a little Jared Goff. Um, He's having a great camp. If you don't believe me, listen to Lieb Schreiber. If anyone needs the A.C., it's Jared Goff. He's been hot all camp. Uh, <laughs> again, he that was from Hard Knocks. Uh, he looks good. He has a good command of the offense. He's got some decent players around him. Um, absolutely nobody, and I mean nobody, looking over his shoulder in that QB room. Um, would I be stunned if Goff puts up nice numbers this year? No, I would not be stunned. He's got to stay healthy, and, uh, but I think he can. And if he does, it would be interesting to see if that gums up the Lions' thought process come next spring when it's time to take the wow. quarterback, we all expect. I think this that's how it ends. I think J- Jared Goff from the very beginning has been a bridge. Uh, but what if he balls out? Does he, do you start to think about Goff as more of a long-term answer? It's
5: meant to be a good draft for quarterbacks, number one. So I think if the Lions, they've got to be cutthroat. and He not, can't be okay. He can't, needs no, to they be can't like settle very on close Goff. to the Rams version. It could get Jared Goff a starting job somewhere else. But what I, I like the offense he's in, in in Detroit right now, and it's probably the kind of offense where he's going to thrive because I would say you've got a top three offensive line. They're built that way. Amon Ross St. Brown turned into a star in year one. Jamison Williams, when he emerges, that's another weapon right there. TJ Hawkinson. DeAndre Swift, I think, is like the superstar. next version of Austin Eckler. So it's like you got the parts on offense. They're almost, I would almost say there isn't really an excuse for Jared Goff to have a bad season or one of his lower seasons.
4: Hmm. I I think he could have a really good season. I don't know if that would move him off the quarterback market, but I think they could win enough games that it makes it trickier. One of my favorite things about the Lions last year, and I I am in on them being frisky. I think it's mostly on offense, was that Dan Campbell – Embrace that they were kind of an offense first team at some point last year. Remember there was that, it started with that Rams game where Goff played pretty well in Los Angeles. There was a 29-27 win over the Vikings. That was their first one. They had a 30-12 win over the Cardinals. There was a 51-29 loss to the Seahawks, but I remember Womp. it was back and forth. There was a 37-30 like win over the Packers backups at the end. Like they, I think they could be a fun offensive team, and I think Campbell will embrace whatever it takes to win, and that's what it's going to take, I think, for this team. Offense first. I am
5: buying in a little bit. I just want – you know what? I think they're one – they they changed my feelings about hard knocks. They mm. certainly changed my feelings about who they are from a coaching staff angle. I think it's one of the more creative, they're, young coaching staffs in the league, and that matters. They're it,
4: deep defensively up front, too. Like, they're not even going to have their second-round pick, Pascal, and uh, – Okawara at the beginning of the season.
1: Rodrigo is a great hard knocks underdog story. He's a six-round pick that I could start for them. I think he's starting. The Green Bay Packers—they're on tugboat timeout. Good thing Greg is talking about
4: them. <laughs> Why are they on tugboat timeout?
1: You don't know about tugboat timeout?
4: You just oh you don't you don't believe in them or something? Are I you going to say
1: anything during this, I just this don't, three minutes? Yeah, I don't need. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. I because they're on tugboat timeout,
4: which makes it even tougher on Mark and I. For do some, I get to take a for timeout for some on reason? The team. They haven't started the clock. I don't Did think that's you, how I, the tugboat timeout works. Have you branded a,
1: a tugboat timeout? Sessy stop. <laughs> Too late. I already, I already took them. You have to, you have to do a sessy stop for a different team. No, i
4: saying. I wouldn't reverse. leave Greg by yes. I himself.
1: Know. I mean, oh well, that's great. He'd be dream. probably be fine. Yeah. To that is not that my dream.
4: <laughs> I look at this team defensively and think <laughs> you can make a case. Green Bay timeout.
1: I <laughs> waiting for it.
4: <laughs> you can make a case that, that they're among the best uh, defensive teams personnel-wise in the in the NFL. Like a top three to five defense. They just didn't produce like that last year. And I don't know if there's depth, but just that's Dan making a lot of noise, taking off his headset just for the audio listeners. You can check us out on YouTube, too, and see it. Uh Every single position is potentially filled by an above average starter. The secondary's dynamite with Jair Alexander back and their safeties. They love Eric Stokes. They gave Razul Douglas that money. Quay Walker's their rookie uh, who's playing linebacker, improving kind of a weak spot, and they love what he's done in camp. They're really deep in around Kenny Clark now. Uh, in terms of their pass rush like 1-11, to 11, Mark. There's a lot to love on defense. Can Joe Barry kind of deliver that? And that gives Aaron Rodgers a little time to kind of get up to speed with with the rest I
5: of the I think guys. so. I'm looking at it from A to Z, and there isn't really a weak spot here, Maybe
4: defensive tackle, but even then, like Jerron Reed, who's a, a solid veteran, and Devontae White, who's a first-round pick, like... I think just to be another year
5: into Joe Barry's system helps. They're going to probably have to win games a little bit differently. They were a good defense last year for stretches. They certainly weren't the pass Packers, where it's like they are going to be the reason. They, they were fine.
4: They were like I, average. Yeah.
5: They weren't. They weren't the liability though of years past to me. And I, I to me, I think the bigger questions are just on offense. It's like I want to see down the stretch if these wide receivers actually. Equal DeAndre Hopkins. To me, I'm suspicious of this. We're saying that about two or three teams
4: this offseason. It's just like, we will see. I, I'm remembering now that the, tux- the Tugbite timeout 100. was kind of about, like, you have to prove it to me. I've been through this before with you. But, like, they can't do anything until January. So are you at a timeout <laughs> for every episode every a lot, rec-? of, a lot of content. It would be a strong bit, to be honest. And, um, hey, look, we can fill that time. <laughs> I can
2: see that. <laughs> I don't know.
4: <laughs> uh Offensive line going into the year, though, is their biggest question. I mean, to me, that's a bigger question. When you're a great quarterback, you can make your receivers better. You can't make your offensive line that much better if Elton Jenkins and Bakhtiari aren't healthy and the interior are just kind of a bunch of guys that are just guys. That's a that's that's my bigger concern. If Jenkins and Bakhtiari are healthy, Super Bowl possibility, certainly. Talk
5: for 17 more seconds.
4: What? You've got nothing else? No, I, I
5: want to see you just stretch.
4: I mean, uh, Alan Lazard. You guys were, like, giving him a lot of grief last episode. A lot of physical tools for a guy. Or maybe it was Weiss and an old tugboat timeout. I don't think I mentioned
1: Alan Lazard in months. The Minnesota Vikings, Mark Sessler.
5: All right, it's early January. (laughs) What are we saying about Kevin O'Connell? Is it closer to, wow, this Sean McVay tree is a beautiful thing of nature, producing endless juicy fruit, the latest example being O'Connell's ability to transform this Vikings offense into Rams North and helping Kirk Cousins to his mightiest season yet, turning Justin Jefferson into the Offensive Player of the Year, taking it to Green Bay in a huge Week 17 tilt at Lambeau. Wow, this was a great hire, and we dig the front office too. Or, meh, nah, seems like the same old team to me.
1: Well, I have them as a playoff team.
5: Well, they've been that before.
1: Um, so I do think they'll be very competitive uh, on – it could be on both sides of the ball, but I do like, here's the thing. I think you said an outstanding, what was the way you described Kirk Cousins' potential season? Mightiest. I don't think that exists. I think, and I think that's part of Kirk Cousins' charm. I think we're going to get the same Cousins that we always get, about 30 to 35 touchdowns, pass rating about 101 or so. Um, he'll move the ball. He'll go into funks. He'll be unconscious for stretches. I think one big thing about their offense that they missed last year and it, it explained their tailspin was Adam Thielen getting hurt. I think he's such a great number two. He's a perfect Robin to the Justin Jefferson Batman. And if you have those three, that big three with Dalvin Cook healthy and Cousins' ability to just put it on the money, they're a top ten offense. Now, Greg. I think you would like that Vikings fans Is their defense can they do enough to get them to 10 wins
4: I'm not that excited about the defense there's a case that they have a high upside a high ceiling the front Zedaria Smith and Daniil Hunter have been healthy this preseason and if they're healthy and at their peaks that's as good a duo as there is, and then inside you've got Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson who are, like, really good run stoppers, and suddenly you got a little, like, Williams, Wall, Vikings, you know, in the Randy Moss era defensive line throwback situation going on, and you figure you can coach up the rest of it. Their defensive coordinator is, Don- is Ed Donatel, who's sort of it's one of those guys that's been passed around and, like, and is in the system that <laughs> Kevin – like, Kevin O'Connell and Donatel both seem to me as, like – they're sort of at the end of their coaching trees. It's like no one's even mentioned Kevin O'Connell. He's a young, strapping man um, from the McVay coaching tree, and yet, like they both seem like they they were like kind of the the forgotten pickups from those coaching trees.
5: I mean, he'd been a bunch of places before the McVay thing too, and not shined as an offensive play car. Can think of a, a couple stops. I mean, to me, it's I, this was the team of any team in the league outside of Jacksonville that most needed to make a coaching switch because when Mike Zimmer went out the door all you heard was about the heaviness in the building, that it had just gotten too negative and too rough around the edges. Like veterans were saying, I think that the offense and Kirk Cousins are, it, he's a huge beneficiary of having someone that's going to come in the building and like care about Kirk Cousins because we have spent all last off-season talking about the near melees between Zimmer and Cousins. And that whole, the, I know the COVID thing was part of it too. I ended that
8: exactly on time. By the, oh, what? The?
1: Let's take a break, and then hit the NFC West.
8: Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating up to eight passengers. Yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
3: What's up? I'm John Wall.
8: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
1: all right. Let's close it out with the, uh starting with the defending champion Rams. This could be a good time for your cessy stop. The Rams are the topic now, Mark.
5: No, because I would like you to know everyone that this whole me disliking the Rams thing is is a fabrication at this point. It's like me hating the Texans. Right. <laughs> it I I fight feel ag- fair. I fight against this narrative because it's it's now not true. All right, Greg, go ahead then.
4: Okay. Do you think <laughs> that this Rams team could come out of the gates just on fire. Like they struck us and they seem publicly as about as confident as like you could possibly be. They have Mm -hmm. a lot of continuity. They have a lot of star power. And there is this idea that it's hard to defend your title. Yes. To finish the deal. It's a good idea. It's correct. Okay, but how about how those teams recently have started the next season? The 2018 Patriots. I would say one of the worst recent champions, just as like overall talent. Actually, started the next year like seven and 9 and zero, with a house on fire. When the Chiefs were defending their title, they're scoring like forty points a game in September. The Bucks last season to start the season were scoring thirty to forty points a game. Started fantastic. I think you get a certain sort of confidence, and you have a continuity where you're a step ahead of these other teams. It wouldn't surprise me at all for them to come into the season and look fantastic as one of the teams in the NFL. I li- I like this a lot
5: because I think if you read that feature that came out on Sean McVay a couple of weeks ago, it taught. I mean, this is an obsessive individual, and I think the weight of that other Super Bowl loss and the seasons after affected him in ways that it wouldn't maybe a different type of coach and a different type of human being. And I kind of get. I know I've made this comparison before. If it all clicks it's such a star heavy roster you kind of get that 88 Niners team where in 89 they came out and just blew doors off left and right and if they can knock off the Bills in the opener a week from tonight you get the Falcons doable Cardinals doable Niners okay tough Cowboys we'll see Panthers by week Niners again and then the Bucks you could you're talking 5 and 1 6 and 1 potentially 7 and 0 oh type start if they're as good as we think 100. they
1: are yeah and of course I do now need to see, now that they can't hide it anymore, how Matthew Stafford's going to look physically because if he's not right, the whole thing's over. And that's part of like my overall feeling about the Rams is that, yes, it's all there. Everything's in place for them to make another deep playoff run and even win the whole thing. But there's a reason nobody repeats in the NFL and it hasn't happened in almost 20 years is that everything kind of has to fall into place. And I think that's how it worked for Los Angeles. And then they overcame some injury issues late in the season. Uh, but... Aaron Donald's got to stay healthy. These guys are now starting to get a little bit older. Um, And we got to see, is Cooper Cup going to have the same season as he did last year? I like Allen Robinson a lot. Is that going to work out the way they want to? Does he need to? Everything worked out last year. It worked out for them to row. win
4: each one of those games close, but they were a good team that they were streaky team. And I think they could be streaky and, and I think it would be a positive streak to start the Who's season. the
1: running back, by the way? Who's like their guy? It'll be Akers, like both it's, of them it's Henderson, Akers and, Henderson. Yeah. and then overhealthy. You're, you're crossing
2: your fingers, they don't
5: they stay healthy.
1: Greg the Seahawks.
4: I'm gonna make the case this team is fun to watch. People don't <sighs> seem to be looking for and it's not even gonna use the G word. Oh Okay. okay, I'm listening. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are still on this team, by the way. One of the best duos in the league. Mm-hmm. You got Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker. I think a really fun running back duo. Okay. And then more than anything, you got Pete Carroll in like... Uh, mm, like Post-Russell Wilson. Post-Russell Wilson, uh, you know, Silver Fox. I don't give a you-know-what like mode. <laughs> They didn't like each other. Or at least they didn't like how the credit was apportioned, him and Russell Wilson. It's a little bit of like a Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones situation, but more polite about it. And what Pete Carroll did great once was take some interesting talent on defense and make it all work in a fun, sort of ugly way. I think he's got some players to do that with Jamal uh, Adams. Hopefully he's healthy. Tariq Woolen, this freaky rookie who's probably going to start for them. They've got a lot up front. Puna Ford's a fun—like, I think actually— the, the Pete Carroll revenge season could be a lot of fun. Ugh. Noah Fant, how about that? A lot of fun. Noah Fant, how about that? A lot of fun? I'm just saying these are like
1: athletic players. I think they draft
4: really athletic players, and so th- to me that's fun to watch. A work. lot of
1: athletic players in our league. I have an olive branch that's for Greg. Especially
4: athletic, like <laughs> freaky sort of combine
5: time types. An olive branch yeah. for you. Because I I am exhausted with my exhaustion towards Geno Smith, and so I, what I because I don't want to go into the season with any of that business. I want to just start fresh. So I am starting well, you over. Only have to, you only have with to get Gino. through about
1: four weeks until Drew Locke.
5: Well, if he yeah. that, if he if they if either of them annoy me, come the regular season, that's different. But he actually, I don't think is getting quite the credit that he should for how he played in the preseason. Geno Smith, he was killed with drops. Um, but he had the most big play throws of any quarterback in the preseason. I know he played a lot too, but I, I'm. It's a one-year patch, and it can it cannot be their long-term plan. But Geno Smith, along with everything you mentioned, you could see them he not being a disaster. It. They can win games. They could win nine games, eight.
1: Dan? Absolute ceiling is nine games with Geno Smith and Drew Locke behind center.
5: It's the it's the atypical non not based around a quarterback I mean, team. I'm, I'm
4: raising it to ten. I just. Uh... I like the this Pete Carroll. Uh, you did mention you Noah know Fant. He's athletic. He's athletic. He's a he's a mover. Who's this? The movie star that your
5: your mom is into is it Richard Gere? I believe uh, or was? Well, she's into
4: Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll.
5: Oh, I thought she had a big Richard Gere fascination. No. No, I just would like I, if I think I, about did it. Did I cook
4: that up at a nowhere? i I'd like That's to see weird... him and Schneider. Did, How about a just... Schneider revival? Schneider's been struggling lately. The old John Schneider, you know, the shirt off in the locker room. These this rookie class <laughs> on paper could have a bigger impact than any rookie class in the NFL. They've got depth and they've got talent. Where do they think... rank
5: among your twelve favorite teams? That you have you've adopted twelve teams at this point. You got one
1: second. Fourth.
2: Two, two,
1: a uh, quick timeout here. Drew Locke's on this team because Russell Wilson was traded. Nice return on that deal. Get Drew Locke in your building. Can't even beat out Geno Smith. Okay. But good news for uh I mean, Russell they got w- some
4: first-round drafting. I don't think I Drew Locke was that. the centerpiece of the deal. I think they probably,
1: like, accepted to take <laughs> Drew Locke. <laughs> I know, but, like, they probably were like, oh, well, he could be our bridge guy. Not Geno. Geno is our backup. And then they got to camp, and they're like, No. Who anyway. saw that coming? Here we go, everyone. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos agree to a five-year extension worth 245 million, including 165 million guaranteed. So the Broncos, who have handled this beautifully every step of the way, they pull the trigger on a blockbuster to get a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback with years of his prime left, and now they quickly take care of business. Baltimore Ravens, are you paying attention and lock your franchise star up? Focus on football. Everybody wins. Can't argue with that.
4: The I'd like to, I like. I want to see the details of the 165 million dollars guaranteed. I know that it's said that sometimes you find out more after the fact. That's interesting to me because that that is the second most guaranteed, you know highest amount of guaranteed money in the in the history of the NFL by quite a bit. Like Watson is number one by quite a bit, and now Wilson was almost sort of meeting the Watson deal. Well,
1: Kyler Murray's uh, 189.5. But that was,
4: like, a lot of fuzzy stuff in there, too. Like it's
1: That's according to ESPN's report.
4: Yeah, like, the the Kyler wasn't fully guaranteed, so I I, I don't know. I'm interested in that, but I, what are you going to do? You have to go all in. Uh, I just want to commend um, Kevin Patrick for the lead in the article on NFL.com. Quote, Bron- Broncos country, let's sign.
1: Oh, well, well done. done, Patra. Russell Wilson problem. Patra is a pro. Uh, that that is bonkers. Country, let's ride. It's <laughs> so smooth. Uh, 165 million guaranteed. Russell Wilson, an established Pro Bowl quarterback, a Super Bowl champion. And Watson got 230. That deals, that was, actually, you know, I, to that point, it has not been the thing that the owners were afraid of to this point. It's not. Yeah. That's an interesting where bu- it's not everyone to has that. to sign, right. you know, these top guys because even Russell Wilson.
5: Look, I think the, I know. think I think the Cleveland's owners are persona non grata among the other owners because of that contract, and I I, I actually, it's the the best possible result that you're not seeing any copycat scenarios contract wise to that one.
4: Well, for the other owners, right. And right? Although not for the owner in Baltimore. So if there's if you want to find one positive thing about uh, the transaction. Um, that caused you to divorce the Browns uh, forever. I guess it wouldn't be positive. But for Browns fans, it would be positive. That uh, I think it's preventing Lamar Jackson from signing in Baltimore. That's the reporting, is that he wants that fully guaranteed money, that the Ravens won't do it, and that that's not going to happen before the season because of it. We'll see.
1: And by the way, this all happened in part because the Broncos, who had unsettled ownership uh, issues, sold to... Uh, Walmart Walmart air Rob Walton and his group four point six five billion dollars. He has the money to pay. Russell so Wilson. also, well, Russell Wilson's th- th- an order.
4: Yeah. That's he's thirty three. I think the fact that the even guys like Matt Ryan being thirty eight, is he now? Thirty nine, playing at like his level. I think it's okay to change the timeline of quarterbacks. You yes. y- you are expecting Russell Wilson to be there for five years.
1: Right. I feel like it used to be like age thirty four. Maybe this is obviously just throwing numbers out there, but now it feels like age 38. You can get away with 37,
5: 38, yeah. 38. Those guys were drinking
1: like 12 packs of beer in
4: the offseason. Every I mean, night. Rivers I mean, did it, Breeze did it. It's not like it's not rare.
1: All right, time in. Cardinals, me, Kyler, coming off a tumultuous offseason that ended with a massive payday and a since um, excised contract stipulation that essentially told the football world his team doesn't believe he works hard enough. That happened. That was like the craziest story of our summer, I think. Um anyway, I look at the Cardinals as presently (laughs) constituted on offense. Can't help but see a remarkable amount of pressure and responsibility on Kyler Murray to make a Honda Civic move like a Ferrari. Put it that way. I Hollywood Brown, you like Hollywood Brown? Do you love Hollywood Brown? James Conner? I know he had a lot of touchdowns last year. You love James Conner? Are you a Rondell Moore truther? Okay, he's a he's a good uh, second-year player. Zach Ertz with 90,000 miles on the odometer. How about A.J. Green? 130,000 on the odometer. I know Nuke Hopkins is coming back, but he's coming back from a PED suspension on the wrong side of 30. Just feels like Kyler. I'm not saying he's been in, put in position to fail, but this is going to be hard work in this division, especially.
5: And we, this is a team that you know. I don't know if it's a Cliff Kingsbury thing. Obviously, they've come out hot seasons in a row and then faded. Without DeAndre Hopkins at it for six games, I, I don't like that. Five of your four of your first five games include tilts against the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Rams, and the Eagles. That that's a that's a playoff run right there, and I mean there is a lot of pressure on someone like Ron Moore to have a much bigger role than he did last year to be used. If they say they're going to do that, I mean if there's an injury to James Conner, there's not much behind him at running back, and you're hoping the offensive line works out. I just I I'm with you. I picked them as a playoff team because I do think that if they can make an adjustment to the way the end of these seasons seem to happen under Cliff Kingsbury. They're one of those teams that if Kyler Murray, if you get what you got from him for the first 12, 13 weeks last season, was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think that gets forgotten amidst the drama.
4: That's minute. fair. I like what you did when you said their first four or five games, there's there's, you know, three tilts. Like he didn't reuse the word games That's twice. That's writerly. It, very writerly. Like That's that how I That was operate. you speaking as you would write. Your Kyler point about how he started last season where he was kind of an MVP candidate, you know, if, if you can start the race in the first half, is is well made because this is year four in the same system for a guy with all the talent in the world and a coach that's supposed to be an offensive coach. Like, like this is a guy that in the money is, is what it is too that should be able to be at that MVP level if he's as good
1: as we think. year like, in he the has system, Greg, but is it a good system? Like, is it proven that this I is... I have doubts.
5: It's not a It's not a disaster. I, just, I think they've got to find a way when everyone has tape on them come October, November, can you adjust? I think they're
4: extremely thin on defense at multiple positions. They traded for Trayvon Mullen from the Raiders this week because they don't have any cornerbacks.
1: Also watch tape. Got to watch, watch playing
4: tape, too. Well, that would help.
5: Maybe turn the Xbox off for five minutes.
1: I lured you into that jugular shot.
5: You threw me. Look. <laughs> All right.
1: One more, the San Francisco 49ers. Mark.
5: All right. Trey Lance, as I mentioned yesterday, has thrown 389 live passes since high school. That's less than if you were like playing football three times a week as a bro with your friends on the weekends.
4: That's well, not he, a lot. Well, he, it, he has probably done that in practice. OK, he's well, I'm more just tries. saying in games. <laughs> no,
1: actually, that's not true, Greg. He's never thrown more than that number.
5: He has played in 25 <laughs> games since high school. OK. Talk about, like, not watching film. Like
1: he's not even throwing. It's only in games. Nobody he's talks like, about it. He's like, I'm a gamer. I don't do
5: comparison, this practice. Trevor Lawrence, he has played 25. Trevor Lawrence has played 53. Justin Fields, 46. Mac Jones, 47. Zach Wilson, 43. Did you do this yourself? No, that's, I've, that's I re- did research. Someone, okay. someone else show, did the math. I think that Kyle Shanahan has seen... How many seen throws for those guys? I don't know the answer to that, and we are we are not. There is going to be no response period for you if you do not stop interrupting me. Okay. Um, I just wonder.
1: Okay, Daddy.
5: Kyle Shanahan. Has seen him practice for over a year. Seen him in limited game action. I, I have a preseason. Point too. Started off real hot. And I thought, I, thinking we've turned the corner with Trey Lance. And it did not
4: finish that way. It was real up and down. Can you wrap up the setup?
1: So I'm annoyed now. I'm, gonna,
5: I'm literally going to talk for the rest <laughs> of the entire thing. Do you
4: worry that you're overemphasizing like arcs of a preseason when it amounts to like 15 snaps per game? Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I
5: am not worried. I'm not worried. I think the wor- people were <laughs> over worrying that Jimmy G did not have a playbook and Kyle Shanahan just laughed that off. I'm just asking, do you think <laughs> that Kyle Shanahan, who said a lot of nice things about Trey Lance, actually believes in him and what would be the scenario? How bad would they need to start for the Trey Lance experiment just simply to end? Because that feels like a constant drumbeat scenario if he, if
4: he falters.
1: Oh. Something- oh, go ahead, I'm here. not done talking. Oh, you're not? No, I am. Okay. <laughs>
4: oh, I just think... Yeah, you know, three straight. If, if he's really struggling and they're two or three games under 500, that's it. Like it could be as early as October. I just I don't think that's. Isn't happen. that an
5: organizational nightmare to bench the guy you gave oh, three really? first round?
4: I well, I don't
5: think oh, it'll happen. Oh, that though. is.
1: But I'm saying like if the goal, as, as it always is, ultimately is to win the Lombardi Trophy this year, like we talked about with Weish, this is great news for the Niners. They have a fallback plan now, and it's a guy they know can get them. Uh, where they need to go potentially, depending on how you feel about Jimmy G. But before that, it was this loaded team and a completely unproven guy. Now you have a backup. Now, is it a bad look for the entire organization if he bombs out? It would be a terrible look. Absolutely. But I love that they now have somebody they can turn to in case that happens. But their their
4: roster is so loaded. Their defense it might be my pick as the best defense in the league going into the season. And I think their offensive right. ta- their offensive line is a concern. And Trey Lance was missing open receivers in the preseason. But it's a great roster. They can help the quarterback.
1: And that's why their season was over if Trey Lance can't play and doesn't develop this year. And now it's not. Now they have that back. Wait, do we have a, a timeout still left? It's over. Oh.
4: No, so I'm going to take do. one. Go ahead. I mean, well, The game is need, over. We but really, if you
6: need one, you can just talk now. Yeah, it's over. Don't tell. Don't don't tell him.
4: Well, the the 49ers' third round pick from just a year ago, Trey Sermon, who was getting drafted awfully high in fantasy leagues a a year ago, uh, is now a member of the Eagles. They had talked trade at one point, but he actually got released quietly. That's the most Shanahan
5: thing to release Trey Sermon
4: in year two after he said a lot of nice things about Trey Sermon. Also, literally a week ago, he said like Trey is amazing. Trey is going to be a huge
1: part of our team. And then they. I mean,
5: I guess if you're trying to trade him, that makes sense. But
1: (laughs) yeah, third round picks are tricky. Because if it's a first- or a second-round pick, in most cases, unless you're Alex Leatherwood, they're going to give you some rope. But once you get to that third-round pick, you see a lot of whiffs and uh, quick hooks on those guys. And to
4: be fair, they drafted Elijah Mitchell in the exact same draft in the sixth round, and he's their starter, and I I like him a lot. It's
1: a real meritocracy in San Francisco. (laughs) Uh, All right, that was around the NFC in 48 minutes. Now, we turn our attention to next week... It's going to be wild. It's going to wait. My headset's caught. <laughs> Hang on. There we go. It's going to be wild because next week is the beginning of the regular season. So you'll hear from us next on Tuesday. Here, Here's this is crazy. Tuesday, we're going to have um, the Around the NFL podcast. Tuesday, we're going to have uh, the finale of the Hard Knocks podcast with me and Connie. Tuesday, we might even have the de- debut of another new podcast connected to the Around the NFL family that I'm going to hold on telling you more about at this time. Wow. We also have... Tuesdays sound tough for you. Wait, wait, we have a regular Tuesday show too. And a regular Tuesday show. Thursday, we're going to have... Yes. Sandwich props on Tuesday, by the way. Sandwich props on Tuesday. Thursday is going to be our week one preview show. Thursday night is going to be our TNF recap of what game? Rams, Bills, we're oh, there. Rams, Bills, we're going. Maybe. <laughs> and then Sunday, the return. Oh, excuse me, Friday. Oh, Friday. Friday, we have a Friday fun show every Friday this year. Uh, me, Greg, Mark, maybe some special guests. We'll have a, a fun little show that gets us into the weekend. You get that? More content. We're like fry am I right? Uh, okay. And then Sunday. <laughs> It is the Return of the Flagship show. Week one recap. <laughs> That's a lot. It is, but we're happy to uh, to provide te- the content for We're free.
4: testing your love, and we believe, listeners, that you love... The show and want more content and if you don't want to listen to each and every one that's up to you but there will be some that will love it and that friday mm-hmm. show will be like a little smaller shorter than the other mm-hmm. shows i think everyone who loves
1: the show is gonna love it digger has something
6: you didn't even mention the newest show the other new show monday night recap coming the day after that do, do we have
1: too many shows and thursday night yeah I said thursday night okay six shows per week and don't this forget, season. around the NFL, the TV show is back on NFL Network on Saturday, and that's going to be kind of a, a look back on the week that was on the podcast side of things. So a little bit of a different show than you had last year, uh, but still a good way to see you know the show from a different perspective. That's a lot. It is. I'm slightly concerned. What is it? Pigs get... Fat hogs get slaughtered, and all the video
6: shows can be viewed on the NFL Fast Channel as well as listened to in audio. So, good do plug. both. That's a good plug.
4: I've yet, I've yet to get to the point where I'm, you know, really sick of hearing myself talk. I haven't gotten to that point, but yeah. we're going to test it this year. So, that's what this season's all about. We're going to test it. Oh, by the
1: way, Power Rankings is back <laughs> next week, and every week after that, until January or February. And, Mark, you're taking on QB Index. Is that roll out next week? I
5: believe it's the week I mean it's going to respond to the games after No you, you I think you you do Oof. Uh,
4: we pre make well, one. Uh, if so, I've not been if so I've not been told. <laughs> not a
1: great start. Not
4: been that's told. It's a big one. You uh, wanna like set the table you gotta of like set here's the table. what's I may the ask, rankings going into the
1: season. I may
5: ask the question of our editor if that's actually if I, the case. Put it this way. If put it I, this way,
4: it's always been on the schedule before.
1: And I, if I have to file a power rankings <laughs> on Monday morning for games that haven't been played yet, no, you should have to file no, no, the QB no. index before games. I are hate this for
4: Mark because he why would have do- already been done with it, knowing Mark, he is he is a preparer yeah. and he gets things done ahead of time. Okay. And if he had known that that was hanging, he would have worked on it this week, gotten it maybe out of the way somewhere. Absolutely, yeah, that, is, that is the, the only tactical issue.
1: Maybe, but, uh, maybe talk with our features editor Ali Benpuri about your assignments heading into the new season.
5: I mean, I have in the past. This this wasn't mentioned, so
1: mm-hmm.
4: just check that email, whatever he sent.
1: All right, there <laughs> check you go. It Sunday morning. Thank you, to everybody, for listening. Thanks for the support. Thank you to Weish this week, Cynthia Freeland. Thank you very much, Cynthia. You're the best. Until next week, heed the call.
2: Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget.